Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. Welcome to episode 71 of Eat Sleep Run Repeat, the running podcast for the average runner. Really special show this week leading into Gold Coast Marathon. We've got the legend Andrew Reed, aka Reedy, from Bondi Rescue. He's a keen marathoner and bloody quick runner too. So he's jumped on and uh, had a chat to us. Thank you very much, Reedy. You're a legend, mate. Really happy that you squeezed us in and we really appreciate it. So I hope everyone enjoys this one. Thanks, team. Oh, welcome to the show, Andrew Reed, aka Reedy. We know that you're absolutely crazy busy. In the last week, I think you've been in Las Vegas. Hamilton Island, <laughs> anywhere else we don't know about? Uh, nah, well, we're in LA, then Vegas, then yeah, and then um, and then Hamo. So, um, yeah, it's been busy. I, my, my last two weeks of this Gold Coast prep have been horrendous, but that's all right. Hopefully I've done enough in the 11 weeks before to, to get the time that I want. Yeah, the, your work's already been done really, hadn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll pick the taper. Nicely, I think, hopefully. Mate, what happened in um, Las Vegas? Oh, you know the rule. What happened in Vegas stays in Vegas. And my, <laughs> and my wife's sitting right next to me, so she probably doesn't want to know either. Was it a stag do? Was it a stag do? <laughs> yeah, it was a Bucks party for a good mate of mine. I probably wouldn't have gone for many people, but he's a good friend. So, um, so yeah, mate, we just had fun. and went to, went to uh, Fisher. We kind of know Fisher from, from the Gold Coast, so... Um, he was launching his new song over there, so we kind of tied it in with that. And and um, mate, you know what happened in Vegas? A bit of bit of partying and a bit of um, a bit of fun. And I took three pairs of runners, and they never they never got out of the bag. So um, yes. I think I did five five k along Venice Beach. My older brother had his stag do years ago, not nine years ago, in Vegas, and he forgot to invite my younger brother and I here in Australia, and I was like. Where the hell was the invite? Because we would have tried to get there if we could have. But, um, yeah, it would have been a great opportunity. Yeah, I mean, it's good fun. It's very expensive. You know, it's good. Yeah, couldn't believe how expensive it was. But, um, but yeah, thank God we're only there for four days any longer and I'd, I'd be broke right. and broken. <laughs> It'd be great to sit and chat to you for hours about, like, Bondi Rescue and your your whole other career and stuff like that. But because this is a running podcast and you're actually a really good runner yourself. What sort of time are you targeting at Gold Coast? Uh, I just wanted to run a Boston qualifier. And personally, thanks for, thanks for the uh, raps on the running. I'm, I, I would, oh, mate, I'm not good compared to some other people. I'm lucky enough to have, to have run a sub three hour marathon before, but um, yeah, I've never done it on the Gold Coast. And it's sort of funny because I've probably done nearly 10 Goldie marathons. So I think this is my eighth or my ninth. So I'd love to get there before I get to 10. So that was kind of the target, but I also knew Vegas was coming. So I thought I'll probably make the call after Vegas because I've got a very rubbery arm. And, and when there's a party, I'm, I'm sort of happy to go to the wee hours of the morning. And that's what happened in Vegas. There wasn't many nights where we didn't see the sun come up. Um, so, yeah, and it just made me tired and jet lag. And, you know, I've got a lot of excuses, but I'm going to go for it because I think, I, think I've, I think I've done enough. And I think the, 
think the carbon shoes and the and having a good crew in the three hour bus will help me maybe get there. But I think in the end, <clears throat> I, I think even with a blow up, if I don't go under three, I think I can still go under three ten. Yeah. And that's all I really want. That that's the goal to run the Boston qualifier and and and, and hopefully get over to Boston in twenty twenty four. What is the Boston qualifier? For me, forty to forty four, it's um it's sub three ten. So um I've just got to go sub three ten. Should be which I think I can do even if I do blow up. I've I've done that before. So um I think I can still get there. But you just don't know. I mean the Goldie can throw some can be pouring with rain or it can be ridiculously humid. And I think if it's ridiculously humid, I'll be in trouble because I don't run well in the heat because I don't train in the heat. I think training in the heat is really important if you're going to race in the heat. So um, that's probably why I ran a fair bit up in Hamo. I mean, I probably should be resting a bit more, but I ran ran 12K of hills today, which is probably a really stupid thing to do. But, I, you know, I missed eight days. So my head's telling me to cram and my heart's telling me to... Sorry, my, my heart's telling me to cram and my head's telling me to do nothing. But, I, you know, that's probably the hardest I'll go now this week and I'll probably do a couple of 5Ks on the flat and, and um, yeah, get a massage and hopefully be ready to go by Sunday morning at 6 o'clock. You got a question, Steve? I was going to say, all marathons aside, I know you, you're pretty quick off the out of the blocks at all the other distances too. Um, what's your favourite distance for, like, running? Oh. Uh, I, I probably like, I don't know, I probably like the the 5K. I think it's, you know, it's, I think the difference between the 5 and the 10 is there's not much difference in pain except one just takes twice as long. <laughs> um, so, and I love sprint distance try. Like, I mean, I, I can swim all right, so I can sort of come out in the, I'm not a very good cyclist because I don't put enough time into it, but I love the idea of getting overtaken by the bike riders and then, and then really putting the hammer down in the run. And, um, and trying to run a really fast 5K. Back when I was running well and I ran a really good city to surf, I reckon I probably could have probably could have run low 15s. Um, wow. But now, I don't, I don't know. I always sort of thought my fast running days were over. And then I started doing this new training program that I've done for Goldie. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's not all over. And then I was lucky enough to spend the weekend with Lisa Waitman, who's 44, and just run a 2.23 marathon. So, mate, I don't know. It's, I think the bodies can surprise us sometimes. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Definitely. There's lo- I mean, in Brisbane, there's loads of like guys in their fifties running in the 15 minutes for 5k. It's just, oh. I think it's how much time you can commit to, to training and that. Yeah, exactly. How much time you're prepared to commit to. Like it's, yeah, it's, I mean, I've got three young kids now and that's hard. I mean, I do most of my sessions <laughs> starting anywhere between 3.30 a.m. and and 5.30 a.m. So it's, I just prefer to get it done early in the dark and then my day's set and I can do everything I need to do with the kids. Yeah, cool. But um, I'm glad you're a good swimmer, being a lifeguard. <laughs> it helps. <laughs> yeah. I've got some weather update for you. Burley Heads is where we're staying. So, you know, Gold Coast. Humidity, 39%. Saturday morning's not a, a low of 9 a high of 19 and Sunday is a low of 13 high of 19. So it might be pretty perfect conditions. It's cloudy as well. So it was going to be rain, but the rain seems to have moved to Monday. So I reckon we might be on for a, a good day. Right. No, no yeah. wind. No, um, no wind. Yeah. The wind. I'm, I'm, I'm just oh, wind. 
Well, at the moment, seven kilometres an hour, but I don't know what it, what that is for sun, what it's predicted for Sunday. What's but, the direction? Does it tell you the direction? Westerly. Oh, from man. west. So we might be protected yeah. by the hills and a bit of the buildings, you know. That's at the moment, but it could change. I mean, it's only, um, well, we Monday. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think if you, I think unless you get a gust, a howling, I mean, a howling southerly is pretty good because once you get up to Labrador, even if you've got to run into it for a little bit, at least you get a tail, get it in the tail for, for a long for section, the, yeah. The bulk of it, then, you know, it's nice to, yeah, it's not that bad to run into it for the last 4K from Labrador. So, um, yeah, I just, mate, I just love the excitement of race day and seeing people do cool stuff. And yeah, I, I hung out with this young kid, he's 14, and he ran, he won the Whitehaven Beach 5K run and his PB's 16 minutes for, for 5K and he's only 14 and he's just doing his first ever 10K on, on Sunday. And he's just a really good kid that loves running. And um, yeah, I just froth out on that stuff because it's running's obviously a big part of my life and your guys' lives. And yeah, it's um, cool. Just a vibe, you know. I mean, have you, you guys have obviously probably done Goldie Marathon before? You've you've seen Deeks's speech at the start of the run, talking oh, through the history yeah, of the marathon. Goosebumps, eh? Yeah, oh, it's the best. It's the best, mate. Sorry, going back to um, Lisa Waitman. Um, did she win the? Was it the Hamilton Island Endurance Series? Just, just on the weekend, gone. She just won the ten k. She's only doing the ten. She's doing ten at the Goldie because it's. Um, part of her marathon training program for Budapest. She's training for Budapest um, at the world champs and hoping to run, I'm pretty sure the Olympic qualifier there. Um, so yeah, so she only did the 10, but she did a lot of training up there. I, I ran with her a couple of times and her, her easy pace is my, <laughs> my race pace <laughs> for Sunday. So um, I'd, oh, I'd run with her for a little bit. How many Olympics has she made now? It's got to be three or she four. Mate, she, if she qualifies for Paris, she'll be a five-time Olympian and the only ever track and field athlete to ever qualify for Paris, for, for, for five, oh, nice. five Olympics. So wow. I think um, I think there's a shooter and, and you've obviously got um, the cyclist, what's his name? Shane Kelly. He's a good bloke. He, uh, he did six Olympics, I think. Um, but yeah, no one in track and field's done five. So she'll be the first. Wow. Very impressive. Mm, yeah. Mate, tell us about um, Reedy's Run Club. Is that like something new that you've started up? I've been following the Instagram for a little while. Yeah, it's um, it's just something that I, I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely not accredited run coach, and but I know what it's like to, to sort of need a bit of motivation. And for me, it, it sort of works in two parts. It's kind of like it helps keep me accountable because I feel like if I'm giving people sessions to do, I need to do it as well. And then, and then I'm kind of learning stuff as well about running and stuff. And, and the other part of it is, I don't know, like it's the thing I love about running is it's free, you know, and you can just go out and do it anywhere. And it's kind of weird. I, I get, a, I feel like I get a lot of people following on, even though you don't really see it on the comments and stuff. I get a lot of DMs from people like, oh, I'm following on your program. I love it. And oh, no, that just gives me a bit of a stoke and kind of works in well with the brands that I work with as well, being Asics and Garmin and, and Athletic Greens and, you know, it's, um, and, and I, the, the other thing I love about is doing custom workouts on my Garmin. Like I, I love the way that the Garmin, you know, you can put in, you can set up your own custom workout, punch it all in and, and you just go for a run and follow it. And it's, it's just really easy. You don't have to look at your watch. It buzzes when you need to go fast. It buzzes when you need to go slow. 
it just, yeah. So um, helping people utilize that feature because, you know, we've got these, we've got these ridiculously expensive, um, ridiculously expensive watches that we pay a lot of money for yet. We, uh, we don't use them to their full potential. So um, utilizing that for the run club and showing people how to do it is kind of cool. It's pretty cool how you show everyone um, the tech side of the watches. Like a lot of people just press the stop, start button, save, and then they just go on about their daily sort of thing. Um, is this your way of staying one step ahead of the Garmin man, like having the Reedy's run club? Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's pretty good, the Garmin man. I, he, I, mate, he's got a great story and, and everything he did for, for, for Garmin and for running, I thought was quite cool. I think he's, I think he might have stepped away from it a little bit, although he did a big long, long run. Not too far away. Nah, look, we, I get along really well with Drew. He's a, he's a good dude. Um, but uh, yeah, nah, like I said, it just keeps me accountable and keeps me motivated. And if I can help motivate other people to get out there and get running, and 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 um, I think it's a good thing, right? Yeah. Are you um obviously obviously dabble in the marathon distance a lot, which is sort of beyond most people, and you keep coming back and doing it time and time again. I, I've seen you've done um, an adventure race in New Zealand a few times. Are you still going to be interested in doing that sort of thing? Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's probably my favourite. I mean, I love doing marathon preps just to see what I can push my body to. But yeah. there's something special about doing those adventure races, especially in New Zealand. New Zealand's like a second home to me. It's um, it's one of my favourite places in the world to go, and uh, and that you're probably talking about coast to coast, yeah, which is which is a really unique race that where you race from one side of New Zealand to the other on either cycle, foot, or kayak, and yeah, no, nah, it's cool. I've been lucky enough to race that with a couple of really cool people, and it's a two person team, and it's um, oh, mate, hundred percent. I'll I'll probably go back and do coast again next year if I get the opportunity, and we had um, my Daniel. Wife, we had Daniel Jones. He he won the um, ultra marathon. What was that course, Steve? <laughs> Tararara. Yeah, he's, Steve's the one that's got to say it because he um, tried to get it right about fifty times during the podcast. So it's it's up to him now to say the word. But yeah, he's he, he was talking about it. It's his hometown there where you guys do the um, kayaking. And he reckons you guys are nuts getting in that water because he's grown up there and he reckons the water's freezing. Oh, yeah, it's cold. Ta Tarawiri did. I reckon I'm going to do Tarawiri next year. I've got a UTA 100 entry from pre-COVID when they when it got cancelled a few times and it oh, nice. never really lo lined up for 100k. But the good thing is it's owned by the same company, so I'm hoping that um I'm hoping that uh that Ironman will let me switch it over and I can do Tarawiri because it's another good excuse to go to New Zealand. Who doesn't love New Zealand? <laughs> yeah. I go. I reckon it's the most important question. What, what super shoes you wearing on Sunday? <laughs> oh, well, you obviously know I do a bit of work with Athics, but yeah. I mean, I've worn Athics all my life. I think, that, you know, I think, I think you sort of end up in the shoes that you, that you always, that you, that, that, that work for you. Um, so I'll be in the Metaspeed Edges, a brand, brand spanking new pair that I'll take for a little trot maybe in the next few days just to make sure that they're, they're a little bit worn in, but yeah, Metaspeed Edge, I'm a high cadence runner and, Cadence is probably something that I focused on a lot more in this prep. I spoke to spoke to Lisa Waitman about it on the weekend, and 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 she said she never even looks at it. And you know, coming coming from you know, I've been running twenty years now, and I've 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 noticed the, the difference in like how helpful Cadence can be when you sort of get a bit older and you slow down and your muscles start to shrink, and you know how important Cadence is to to for for injury prevention and also. Um, uh, running 
running well and running efficiently. And so, yeah, I, I, when I ran like a 257 in Melbourne many years ago, I ran at a cadence of like 193. And then, you know, I sort of stopped running for a bit and I started running again and, and I got injured. And the first thing I did was I went and saw the guys at the running room and we got on the treadmill and my cadence was like 176. And as soon as we upped my cadence a little bit on the treadmill, my pain went away and the injury got better. And, and, I, and, I, and I just didn't realize how important it was. And so when I went out running, I started and it got hard. It was hard. It was hard to up my cadence and run at that high cadence at the slowest speed. So anyway, I did that and I, and I learned from that experience of getting injured, how important it is. And, and, um, and so now sort of in my pace runs and my tempo runs, I cut them in half and I, and I work on cadence in the back half. Like I, I just run it, whatever feels normal in the start. And I, I have it on a data screen on my Garmin. And then I, whatever it was, say it's, you know, 183 for the back end of it, I might pump it up to 185. And I find I'm running more efficiently. I'm getting less fatigue and it, and it really helps. And it, and it helps with my cardio fitness as well. So I focused on that a lot and I'll be, I'll be definitely focusing on that in the race and I might even bang the metronome on, on the Garmin towards the back end. If I feel like I'm slowing down a little bit or I feel like I can't keep my cadence right. And what's it? I think our bodies are designed to run with rhythm. And I think if you can use a metronome to help you run with rhythm and rhythm and run at a cadence that works for you, then I think I'll hopefully it'll help me have a good day. Fingers crossed. Down at Bondi, you got any cool um, shark stories you can tell us? Surely you've seen a few <laughs> big sharks out there. Mate, I have. I have seen a few big ones out there. Um, I was actually taking a, we do like a Bondi rescue experience where charities can, can, you know, you can, you give it to like a charity and they auction it off and they raise money. And it's the only, it's the only time you can ever sort of get the experience is if you pay for it. Um, you pay for it at, a, at an auction for a charity. And I had three kids out on the jet ski and, and we were out off the back of Bronte and two of them were off the back of the mat. And, um, and I saw this massive fin coming towards us and I just, not, not fast, wasn't an attack mode or anything, but it was just cruising. And so I told the other two kids to get back up on the jet ski and, you know, four of us sort of jet ski made it a bit hippie. So we were quite conscious of that. And, uh, and the shark literally circled around the jet ski and we were all looking at it just going, wow, and went around the jet ski. And it was easily bigger than the jet ski. And, um, went around us twice and then swam off and we never saw it again. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, mate, look, they're out there. We know they are. I'll yeah. tell you, I watched that. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there's a video getting around of a guy that got attacked by one in Egypt just recently. Yeah, And, um, it. mate, I'm bumming that I watched it because uh, like even at Hamo, I was scared to get in the water. Like I've, I've been, been in and around the water a long time and seeing it, like how it can look like that. Like it's, yeah, I, I recommend people to not watch it. It looked like something out of a Jaws movie, didn't yeah. it? Just like was like Jesus, like yeah, he was acting, but yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It was like it, yeah, it looked like it was out of a movie, and then he just literally disappears, and the boat comes over, and it's like, oh my god, we just watched that guy die. Like how heavy oh, is that? Horrific. Yeah, eh? yeah. So, uh, but I mean, like it's camera phones, and I think that I think there's the same amount of sharks out there. I don't think there's any difference, but you know, it's just um. Just, it's they're more visual now because everyone's got a phone, everyone's got a camera. I mean, the start of summer at Bondi, like we'll get heaps of people telling us cause, only because there's more people out walking the coast, the, the water's clearer, you know, days are brighter, and it's you see we see them more. So 
Yeah. It's that guy I follow on, um, and Steve does as well. Is it what's his name, Fairchild or whatever? Scott, Scott Fairchild, yeah. Scott Fairchild. Have you ever seen him? And he's got a no. drone, and it's just so many. I'll send you the link to him. There's so many close-ups. He's just videoing all the time of people surfing, and they're right next to it, or they go over the top of a shark, and the shark is easily bigger than them, and they're bored all the time. It's just like people are like, don't even realize they're paddling towards a like huge great white or something. It is just terrifying. Yeah, he's probably that drone shark app or whatever. There's a few of them out there. There's Robin Cooley, and they they get the, they get some cool stuff for the um whales as well, but which is yeah. good. But yeah. I'm yeah. trying to look at the shark stuff because I spend a lot of time in the water. <laughs> yeah. Hey, got um, hey, Reedy, I got a question about your day-to-day job. If you're working Bondi Rescue there, um, obviously everyone's tracking everyone nowadays with um, you know, wristwatches and things like that. They can track and do that. You got your heart rate monitor on. How far are you actually running in a shift? And what sort of HR sort of you get to in, in those peak moments when you might be doing rescue and stuff? Oh, I mean, oh, mate, I've usually got it on. And when it's a serious rescue, I sometimes look back at it and, you, yeah, you get a bit of a spike. Nothing nothing too major because, I mean, it's what we do for a job. So we kind of like, we're kind of yeah. used to it. But as for running, I've, I, I, um, we got buggies on the beach. So luckily we don't have to do much. I've had to, I've actually had to do a couple of bolts from the tower. Once we've got everything packed up at seven o'clock, someone's, someone's going under and you've got to like, yeah. <laughs> you got to bolt. You know, like you got to run from the tower, and that can be a good 500 meter run. Um, uh, that that gets the heart rate up when someone's going under, and you you got to try to get to them in time. But um, but yeah, no, nah, lucky for us, we got those those ATVs and those four wheelers that that um that save us save us our energy. <laughs> Before you guys were all famous, um, I went with uh, my best mate on staying at. He lives at Burley. With work, we were staying at a Double Bay, and we went to. Uh, we went to Bondi Beach for the afternoon and I actually taught uh, my mate Lee. He caught his first wave there. I bought a couple of wetsuits down for us and uh, we hired a couple of boards from down there on the beach and he caught his first uh, He caught his first wave and there was like loads of, loads of people getting stung by the uh, blue bottles. And um, I think it was the blue bottles, yeah. Um, and, and that's before they had a TV show with you guys on. And um, yeah, it was interesting that, um, my dad said, oh, I went there back in 1950-something as a teenager on a merchant Navy ship. And he said it's a lot different now than what it was when he was, a, you know, all those years ago, not 60 was, years ago. It, it was probably sand dunes when he was there. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, it's going I mean, the lifeguard service has been around for over 100 years. And and, um, and it's, it's actually a really interesting story. It started with one bloke. And, I mean, even my boss, Hoppo, used to work Bondi two out. Now when it's really busy and we've got 40,000 on the beach, we, 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 we can have eight lifeguards on, you know, eight lifeguards, two buggies, two jet skis. It's, um, you know, but that's why we don't, that's why we're not as busy anymore. That's why we don't do as many rescues. We used to do, when I, when I first started, we'd do 2,500 rescues. Uh, in a in a year, we we sort of look after you know millions of people. Uh, we still look after millions of people. We just got more assets and we do more preventatives. When um you know, do you ever worry when you pull up the flags for the day and you go right? There's no lifeguard uh, service on anymore. Do you worry when you're going home that you think shit? Someone might might need us. Oh, mate, we, we some we, uh, over the years we've 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 brought in you know things where we might stay back if it's still really busy but now nah, by the end of a 13 hour day you're cooked and you're like mate i don't even care if you drown see you later <laughs> you know 
you, you can only do the best with, with what you got unless yeah. we stay there till it's done. I mean, people come down there and swim. They go to the Bondi Hotel, get pissed and jump in for a swim Nothing, at yeah. 10, t- 10 o'clock at night. You know, we, you know, we turn up and we're sometimes doing body retrievals in the morning because some idiot went swimming at night. But, oh. you know, it happens and it's, it's yeah, it's, I think they call it natural selection. <laughs> yeah, I think Darwin's, Darwin theory. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but does it happen? Do you get? Do you lose a few people? Like uh, after you know, you guys have gone home. Does it? Does it? Do you have? A, does the coast guard get a phone call or something? You got to someone's. Oh, Hoppo, the boss is usually he's usually one of the first ports to call, and then the surf lifesavers and and stuff like that. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it happens. It happens, and it's yeah, yeah and they just got to do the passive with what you got. But it's when it's in the dark, there's not much you can do. Yeah. Yep. Hey, um, Reedy, none of us are young on the podcast anymore. We're all um older runners. And you have got the Reedy's Run Club where you post tomorrow's an easy run day, you know, like um recovery type situation. Is there any other hacks that you have outside of what you're telling everyone to help the body recover nowadays? Um, I mean, I've got I someone got me onto this. Um, I got one of those $25 rolling pins. I think it's a Michelle Bridges one from the Kmart from Kmart, and it's I yeah, use that one. on my perfect. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I've had issues with plantar fasciitis for many years. I, I couldn't run for two years. My plantar fasciitis was so bad. Um, and um, I, I have a ball next to my bed, and I always roll out my my um, always roll out uh, my feet in the morning before I even stand up, just to loosen up my plantar fascia. And then before every run, now it's, it's such a process. I like. I, I roll my shins with that little hand rolling pin thing. I roll my shins. I roll my calves, both both calf muscles. I um, yeah. And then I make sure I'm really warmed up before I run because you know as we get older, that's when injuries happen. You know they call they call the calf injury the old man injury and stuff like that. So warm up for me is probably one of the most important things and cool down. I guess I always make sure we do a k or a, or two k a cool down at the end. And I probably don't stretch enough, but. Um, and the other thing is hydration. Like, you know, our muscles yep. need to be hydrated. We're, we're 70% water. So I think, I think that's where injuries come when we don't do those little things like staying hydrated, electrolytes, salts, you know, salts, salts way more important than you think. There's a really cool guy that I follow on Instagram called Dr. James. I can never pronounce his surname, Nick or something, but he's written a book called the salt fix. And, you know, salt was always the bad thing, but you know, since I've sort of, followed along with his program and i sort of have a glass of warm water with salt in the morning a bit of salt and a bit of lemon um and he talks about how important salt is for hydration which sort of sounds a bit counterproductive but um but you know you think about it when you do a third you know eight, eight ten, ten hour iron man and you you know you, you've sweat out so much salt you've got to replace it right it's it's coming yeah. out of you so so um just yeah just doing the little things that you you sort of neglect sometimes and because the goal is to get to the start line for me. It's always like do everything you can to get to the start line and um, making sure I'm doing everything I can to get there. Hey, you've probably got to go, haven't you? Oh, you? I've got to start getting got these kids' baths, I think. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been on Hamilton Island for three nights without my wife. She's been doing it all on her own. So she's she's ready to handball them to me as quick as she can. <laughs> yeah. oh, mate. Well, hopefully everything goes well for you on Sunday. And, mate, we – genuinely really appreciate you having a chat to us because you dead set probably the one of the busiest guys in australia so thanks again <laughs> oh it's it's my pleasure thanks for having me on are you guys all running on the weekend are you guys all having a trot steve steve is, steve woolley is and me nathan are um 
that um and uh, my partner's doing the half on the saturday so we might try and see you we might see you when we're running or uh, we'll see you at the you'll be in between steve and myself so we might see you somewhere on course or um at the finish what are what are our goal times for the guys doing the full i'm hoping for 250. yeah nice wow solid i'd love to go 250 one day and I'm gonna go for that. Could I'm... end badly though. I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. lie. Hook yourself too early. Yeah, you know, you only and live once. I'm going for. Well, I was gonna go for three thirty, but just at the uh, three three over three weeks, just three weeks ago at the Brisbane Marathon, I did uh, three twenty eight on the Healy Course. So we've reassessed. I'm gonna go try three twenty, or maybe just. Oh early. yeah. Yeah, so you run with the will you run with the three twenty bus, or are you just going to do it yourself? Yeah, I think I'll run with the three twenty bus, and if I can just hang on, I hope I don't cook myself too early. Um, I might just have to go at the hurt locker for a bit longer and uh, try and try and get three twenty. See how we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. Good luck, lads. Yeah, no, I always you. um, yeah, I always um make sure I get heaps of electrolytes into me on the Saturday Arvo before just try try and drink like a two liter bottle of water with like shot coda tablets you know you remember shots tabs yeah um yeah yeah you usually get three or four of them into me just so i don't have to hydrate as much on the day because it is i yeah. think it will be humid for the yeah. goldie and that i reckon that helps heaps eh? the less you have to take on board on the day and less you i think the cloud it. cover the cloud cover will make it and that's the same thing that um sparling said on uh for the for the for the brisbane marathon he said it's going to be cloudy it's going to be humid and i literally took my hat off after a k even though it was dark because it was just so warm and then mm. i took my arm sleeves off as well so um yeah it's quite surprising and then get, yeah. get the in early you know yeah 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 what's well, good we start at six isn't it yeah, yeah. nice and early yeah mm. well good luck I'm, I'm glad um glad you come on pretty pretty cool to have you on there and good luck with your boston qualifier i'm pretty sure you'll smash that anyway yeah, I hope so. Thanks heaps, lads. I appreciate appreciate your time and having me on. No, yeah, mate. Good luck. We'll see you see you at uh, Goldie. See you at the Goldie. Thanks, lads. Thanks, mate. Yeah, mate. Bye. yeah episode seventy one. We just uh, interviewed Reedy from Bondi Rescue. What a legend! It was a bit of a um, juggling match to to figure out a time when he could record. But man, he really went out of his way to do that interview with us because he is so busy. Oh, it's, he's Every, just been crazy. Week oh, man, he, he's doing weeks. TV show stuff. He's been in Las Vegas, Hamilton Island working, um, and literally squeeze that interview with us on, on the way to another gig on the Gold Coast. So, Is he at the Goldie now? I think he's that was he was driving from the airport to the Gold Coast then, and I'm sure he's got, like, commitments – with the Gold Coast, like I think he does, um, you know, he's an ambassador for all those different programs. So that'll all be tying in. So oh, yeah. and what a champion and bloody good runner too, man. Like, Oh, yeah. he's fast. Yeah. Low 15s, yeah. eh, for a 5K. And that is impressive, eh? Yeah, well, he's obviously been like a lifeguard and Ironman, you know, they do the beach Ironman stuff from when they were nippers. So it's like. Super fit, eh? Yeah. Super, yeah. super fit. But like when you watch the TV show and you watch them doing those um challenges, you know, where they swim and run and oh, you know, they swim for miles. They swim out past Bronte's right around the oh, and that's just sharky as well. I'd be scared. Yeah, it, it has. Yeah. 
How's um how's everyone's training been going? Because we're all kind of coming into uh, well, me and Nathan are full tapering, but you've still got a few weeks, Steve, haven't you? For your yeah, event? yeah, I got what's that from next week? I'm news race. I still got three weeks. So, so you're sort of peak load. Yep. Yeah, I still got one more really good week coming up. Um, sort of just been smashing the hills. <laughs> I don't know. I think Nathan is right. I think I'm recovering a lot better by going out, hitting the hills really hard, like some heavy elevation, and then doing a recovery run the next day. Just something easy around that, you know, 5.30, 5.40 pace for 6 or 7K. Mm. And then the next day, I'm ready to go again. So um, I've been trying to do two pretty heavy elevation runs with a bit of distance. Like distance wasn't too concerning, but just trying to – I think our base number was about 1,000 metres of elevation, I think. The weekend run I just done was a thousand and thirteen or something, or thousand and nine. So that still just got over where I wanted to be at, but it was only twenty four k. So that's pretty cool. And you've done you're doing a lot more trail running now, aren't you? Yeah, it's, it's over probably like sixty percent of my week. So last week I did ninety six k's. The week before was ninety eight k's. I did ninety six this week, and I think um, what's that fifty three k's of that was trail, and that was with about twenty three hundred meters of elevation. <laughs> so. It's interesting because I was at the physio last Wednesday and um, he said, what do you do most, trail or road? I said, well, I'm like, my my love is trail running, but I've transitioned a lot more, doing a lot more road. And um, he looked at my Achilles because my left one was a little bit sore on the hill. And he goes, your right Achilles is three mil thicker than your left. Yeah. So so we were talking about like what that could be because like, it be that much. Yeah, he yeah, said it, yeah. he said it, it. One was eleven mil, one was like fourteen mil, and he said um, uh, he said it could be because that is your stronger leg, or because um, you've got you might have a weaker calf, so the Achilles has got bigger to compensate for it. So oh, interesting. Yeah. But he said there's a really good study, and they took hardcore volleyball players and beach volleyball players and um this is talking about specificity to your training so they got them on a hardcore to see how high they could jump and the hardcore volleyball players were able to jump the highest when they went to the on jump from sand the beach volleyball players could jump the highest but they still couldn't match the hardcore at the height that they could get and he said if you if you train on the sand and you train all these extra mobilizing you know like um the your um muscle fibers and everything yeah yeah you, you're just training those extra muscles stabilizer muscles um so he said if you're going to run road just uh, if you're going to do like marathon just run road and if you're going to run trails run trails because that will get you better at running trails and running the road because it'll get you more economical stronger for you know running so you don't waste time your body's building up stabilizer muscles because you won't need them so well, that was quite interesting to, to yeah. make sure obviously you do the the right training yeah i haven't done anything extraordinary different though i just um i'm still the hills some hills you just can't run right so we're just going during race i'm not going to smash my legs at the start i'm just going to try and even it out over the whole thing and hopefully have a strong finish that's where i sort of let me down last year yeah. but I, I think um more so i've become a bit more confident at running downhills too does that make sense yeah but yeah but, like from where i stacked it that yeah five weeks out from last year i just sort of lost my confidence but it's all back now i'm just running and enjoying it eh? yeah. but um i think that's where i'm making up all my pace it's just um 
still walking the real heavy hills and some of the ones I'm jogging up and just jogging because I'm thinking it's still going to be quicker than walking, but it's not really hurting your legs or anything. But once we get, once it sort of plateaus out, I just start running again. So I'm taking off earlier and then, and then on the downhills, I'm hitting all, all my PRs. I've done hellhole break about five times in the last three or four weeks. And even up to the weekend, just gone, I got a PR down hellhole break and back out again. Yeah. So just more confident at going down and, and also climbing at a harder rate because I know I've got it in my legs now. So, mm. yeah, I'm enjoying it. And it's not, it's making sure that you still keep concentrating as you get towards the end because you can, your, yeah. your focus can go and you, you, you can just wander a bit. And then it's yeah. the smallest little pebble can just catch you. Yeah. You know, it's little stone, don't, you know? So, yeah, so, it's just keeping the mind focused. Yeah. Good. So, this week I'd sort of done 96Ks. I think there was probably two runs. There was like a 6K recovery from the last Sunday session. We did 29K and 1350 meters of elevation. Um, so, this week, I did a recovery on Monday. I had Tuesday off because I just got out of control here and I just had no time to run. So I thought, I'm just going to take a break. It's, it is good to have a break every now and then. And then I just got everything ready and after work Wednesday. So I was, after work, I went for a run and I did from Inogra, run out to the bottom of E-brake, went from E-brake to the finish line of the guzzler, got there, had a gel turned around and I run back the start section of it. So I did the start and the finish of the guzzler back to E-brake. So um, which is a pretty, that's the part I only done once I've done it. I guess I did with bit through your BTU. We did the, um, mm. Kokoda part of it. Um, but slightly different during the guzzler. So I think now I've done three times finish and two times start. So I sort of got it in my head. I just wanted to know what it was like. Cause during, mm. during a race, you always, the adrenaline's there and you're not really taking it in. So it's good just to go by mm. myself and have a bit of a look around and see maybe what I'm going to be doing on the day and just take it all in like that. And just, um, uh, yeah, and remember to enjoy it as well, innit? Yeah, so then a couple of recovery days. Um, Friday I did 12K, just an easy sort of pace. And Saturday went back out again um, with the Brighton Early crew. So the Mega Run people have changed to Brighton Early Run Club. I went out with um, Emma and Georgia and one of their friends, Ben O'Shea. So he's done the guzzler as well. So he jumped in and we all did a loop. We did the, the hell hole, hell and back loops, like 24Ks. Um, and it was good. It was good having a group. We sort of smashed out a really good sort of pace, actually. It was like seven minutes, 40 a kilometre with it, just cruising along. Um, and then yesterday I, I did a 16K sort of recovery with Wax. It started off a bit easier. And then um, he's he's in taper for the Gold Coast Marathon as well. But I just let him cruise at whatever pace he did. We run into Woolly somewhere. And then once we seen Woolly, Wax lifted the weight pace on the way back to about 4.55 pace for the last 6K. So... Just to finish off that 16k, we did sort of 10k a bit easier at 520, and then um, I must say when that. I did when I saw you guys, um, I was on the jetty and you were coming back, and it, the sun was coming up, so I couldn't. It was really hard to see, but I could tell it was you. And I was like, "Who's Sparling running? <laughs> Who's with? the tall guy?" <laughs> yeah, but I didn't th- like Wax is Wax, in great fit, shape, eh? man. I didn't reckon he's that slim. Well, he looks that slim. I didn't think it was him. Until I yeah. until I recognised he had the same old singlet on, um, yeah. the the uh, oh, what's it called the win him at night race that he did, yeah, and I was like, holy shit, he's fit, man. He's, that's he the is. best shape I've ever seen, Brad, for sure. He's been doing a lot of stuff, not on Strava, just like um in his garage. He's he sends me little videos every now and then. He's skipping and bloody punching and bloody doing all sorts of stuff, you know, getting fit 
a lot of core I mean, strength as well. We should get him up for a marathon, I reckon. Yeah, he is. He's doing a marathon down the Gold Coast with you guys. Yeah, he's doing, is he Goldie? doing Goldie. Yeah, yeah. he oh, signed shit. up. Yeah. Oh, good on you. I didn't so know he done, that. He done a 32K run last weekend. I think his average was about 5.30, but he's his first one. So he just wants to cruise and, and make sure he gets to the end and give himself some sort of um, encouragement to do it again, I guess. I don't know whether he will or not, but it could break him. What's he doing? Is he, is he staying down there? Willie, what are you doing? Are you staying uh, there? Him and, oh. Daniel, him and Daniel are driving down, I think. Drive down, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm um, staying down on the Saturday night, but just for the one night. Yeah. Um, would have been good to um jump in the shakeout run with Reedy if we mm, shoot cool. him a message and say, mate, where's your uh, run club yeah. shakeout at? Jump in yeah. with him. Yeah, do that. That'd, yeah, be, that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, I was he, he's in good shape. Man, he's been Brad's been averaging like sixty K a week or something for a yeah. Quite a while. So he's sort of silently been grinding away in the background. Yeah. yeah. I reckon he'll run. I reckon he'll run quite well. What's he going for? What do we know what he's aiming for? Uh he said around that 530, 540 pace. So he's just gonna cruise it. He just wants to get to the end without sort of making, you know. Uh it's about three hours 40, 50. Well, I think three, what's 347? Is that um that's five, he might be around with your sisters yeah, he could be about the same sort of. Yeah. Five thirty pace is about three forty-seven. So yeah, I think five thirty is just under three fifty. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where he's sort of at. He said, "I'm sort of." It's he goes. I know it's slow at the start. He goes, but I just got to put it behind me and run. You know, the first ten at that pace, and then try and find a groove. Don't go yeah. too fast. Yeah. But he um he gets uh, about that thirty k mark, and the demons get him. I think. But <laughs> he, he said on the on the runs, you know, probably. He was doing five twenties and then he had a couple of walks at the end of that 32 K run. But he said, if I go slower, he said, I just got to knuckle down. He goes, I'll just be, you know, bashing himself up at the end, trying to get it done, but he'll be fine. I reckon. They say, don't they? The marathon starts at 30 K and it's surprising. I, I don't know if it was like, it was psychological, but when I got to about 30, just over 30 K, it really did start to hurt. And that's when I started losing yeah. the 330 pacer. Um, yeah. But uh, I think I don't know if I was up because I looked at my watch and went, Oh, it's 30k, 30.47. So it's, you know, I might have just messed my own brain up, but um, it does because you've been running a long time, you know, and then you're like, you know, you've got still got 12k to go, and you're like, Your yeah. legs have just been going tap, 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 nearly tap, another tap, hour to go, two and a half hours, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it does, is it very it's the, the, the marathon is not only physical, but it's mental. It's a real strong, like in a in a trail ultra, you can like sort of I oh, walk this bit, run this bit, I'm feeling a bit. Oh, I got to walk this hill. When you're on the road, though, you are just bang, 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 bang. Um, we were talking on the weekend, Nathan. You're exactly right there. Like, um, there's no pressure on you trying to get your fluids in or your or your um gels. You, you like on a marathon, yeah. you got to try and maintain pace, and you and you're constant, and you got to try and get them in on the go, like at 100, yeah. percent or maybe drop down to 95 just for a second, just to you know, try and adjust this and that and get a gel open or try and get that cup in the right position to sort of get a mouthful of water. But in a, in a, in a, in a trail ultra or even a marathon as such, or any sort of trail distance where you've got a a pack with everything there with you, you go, Oh, this next hill's coming up while I'm walking. I'll have a sip of water. I'll have something to eat. And it's like more casual, you know what I mean? And you actually get it all in properly. So there's a lot of pressure on you guys for, for your fueling, like while you're running, you know, at that rate you're running. What sort of pace are you going to be running, Steve, just so everyone knows? Around, like, I'm hoping the first half to sort of sit just over four-minute Ks. 
Yeah. So if we're talking like a 20 minute park run, trying to have a drink of water, like out of a cup, which is pretty much impossible. Whereas uh, like me and Nathan, we're cruising around on a, an on trail ultra. We're walking up a hill as fast as we can go at probably nine or 10 minutes a kilometer. And they're just yeah. like sipping on our like backpack and, and opening a gel gently and maybe having a bicky or something. And you, you're trying to get all that. That's, in that's where days. strategy comes into it. And I've got Lee's going to be at about 18 K, which is like Burley way with a bottle of electrolyte with loads of carbs in and then a gel and a, those energy tubes strapped to it. Yeah. Um, and then Matilda be at 30 K with another bottle as well. So I know that I'll get, um, I think those bottles are 600 mil, um, at least in those. So I know that there's 1200. Uh, I reckon you, I reckon you, you're better off to like lose five, 10 seconds in that K. Make sure you get that India. Mm. Yeah. Make up for that. Like, you know, that's one second over 10 Ks that you can just drop. Yeah, that's what I mean. You might have to back it off to 90% pace just yeah. so you can concentrate. Yeah, just to get it in. And then obviously like it's it's you're not stopping. You're only losing like three or four seconds a kilometer. But um yeah, make sure you definitely get it in. That's that's the benefit of doing trail runs. You actually get everything that you want in. Yeah. If you want something, you actually get it all in. So yeah. Yeah. sorry, while we're on the uh, topic of um trails, yeah. So this week's local legend has got to go to uh Runco coach, Paul Gorlate taking out the untamed border run okay first place 50k with nearly 1300 meters of elevation four hours 26 minutes great run well done paul yeah it's huge 1281 meters of elevation he reckons the first 30ks was rolling hills downhill and then the last 20 was just like all climbing so there you go yeah don't yeah. know if you've seen the footage right looks like um, a great course yeah have you seen the footage on the Instagram where you had like a chip on his arm and then yeah. there was certain checkpoints where you had to run up and like touch a chip on the uh, thing and it registered okay. that you'd gone past. Yeah, yeah. Instead of the mats. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. That's yep. good. What about training wise? What have you been doing, Nath? You've, you've Mate, had a light week. I've actually, yeah, I sort of went into a bit of a forced, unforced taper um, because of, um, well, unplanned taper, because uh, I went to 57K, I ended up with 30 for the week. But added to that, I did uh, boxing on Tuesday night. And then uh, Wednesday afternoon, I was uh, collecting and cutting up and shifting uh, firewood up hills and different stuff. And then Saturday all day, all day I've been cutting up firewood. So um, I've sort of put myself through the ringer and I only did uh, 30k of uh, running and stuff because um, I was a little bit worried my left calf's been tight and I was worried that I had I think actually what I did is last Saturday I ran in those Bostons and I bruised my heel running on the tarmac the concrete for 18k with Matilde and um, I've also got a, the issue is I've got a cracked because of dry skin I've got a cracked heel and that's painful as well I think the whole thing just sort of like the two together or I've just sort of I'm getting paranoid that I've injured myself because it's it doesn't hurt to when I run it, it it doesn't hurt but it's just like a little niggle there so I just sort of went I just backed it off and um, just to take it easy. I I'm I reckon that some of that's psychological because I've been the same like every run I've been on I'm like oh 
what's that little pain like you know stressing out that there's something's gonna come up and because in the race yeah something's gonna hurt i remember the brisbane marathon like just inside my um ankle was hurting then it would go then my it it band on my left knee was hurting then it would go you know but and also i think that um coming up to a race you know when i did my calf before noosa last year um i i'd now start to go oh is it i think i'll bring you almost like bring it on you know like yourself because you're like oh my god is that is that a twinge have i have i done have i have i I injured myself you know and then you start making it worse because then you start niggling at it you start rubbing it you start stretching it you better massage that and you're like just fucking leave it alone yeah. yeah, that was touch and go with that though. So I guess in the back of your mind from that Noosa incident, you're just sort of waiting yeah. for that to happen again. Yeah. So, I, you know, like I could do what Woody said every morning or if I'm in the middle of the night, I get up to the toilet before my feet touch the ground, I'm rolling my ankles just to make sure, you know, twisting my ankles around just to make sure my me, me legs yeah. have just, muscles have just gone out know, before I stand on anything. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, like, and this week, um i'm probably only going to run maybe three times i'm just going to do i'm going to do some spin bike though so tonight i was going to spin bike but i might if i feel like a bit i might just take it easy i mean last week as well was immensely quite fatiguing because i resigned and then i had a bit of a shit fight with my current employer and now i'm on gardening leave so i'm a full-time athlete um for a couple of weeks um so um yeah, it was just a, it was just good to like not have to. I was sitting there going, "Oh, I've got to go and run," and I think, "No, just you know what? If you don't feel like doing it, don't do it." And actually, it's making me more now motivated to want to run. So I'm getting keen. And I was remember running last beginning of last week, going, "Oh my, my legs still feel heavy," you know. And I don't want to go into Gold Coast and start then getting to two or three k and go, "Oh, my legs are really still sore." You know, so I'm just going to do a bit of spin bike, take the pressure off, you know, my calves and that, and just do, just do a few 5K runs. Yeah. Just, yeah, I think that'd be good. Hey, hey, Steve, hey, um, during the week, you said, oh, this is my last hard session. It was like, glad I got that out of the way. It was three by five minutes or something like that. Um, yeah. I can't remember what it was, but, and then on um, Sunday, I've seen you done like a warm up, and then you did 10K under 40 minutes, like at 3.55 average around that. Yeah, and then a warm down. Is that not still a hard session for you, or what? That's temp. That was a the marathon pace, was it? Yeah, a little bit quicker than marathon pace, I reckon. I just yeah. was trying to make sure they were all just under four minute and four minute k's, and went a little bit too quick a couple of times. But Good run now. It feel like I don't want to like jinx myself, but it just feels comfortable. Like yeah, which is incredible, really. Because if you asked me that a year ago. Like mm. if I was going down to Sandgate to run 10k under 40 minutes, I'd be thinking, oh, this is going to be a real, yeah, the fitness is there now. And uh, yeah. it's, um, yeah, like I, after that park run went so well, I just felt, felt like a real boost in confidence. Like this week I've, I've done like loads of easy jogs, but I've actually done three good training sessions. Mm. Tuesday was eight by two minutes. And I managed to sort of sit around 310 to 315 pace on all them. And it it was started to struggle, I reckon, from maybe number six, seven, and eight. Last three was pretty hard, but the rest of it I felt kind of kind of controlled. And then um Thursday was three by five minutes at four minute K pace with a one-minute jog recovery. And then 
three by five minutes at 350 pace. And that felt good as well. Like that just, yeah, nice. Um, sort of got a pretty good area to run down there near that train line. Cause it's sort of, you got a bit of up and down, but it's not too many people away from the cars. So that was good. Yeah. And then on Sunday was, um, I think it was 18 K all up. So 5 K warm up, 10 K at marathon pace, and then a bit of a cool down. Yeah. Uh, run the first 5k with um, my dad. They just got back from England. So that was cool. Um, he's running off his jet lag. Yeah. Yep. He, yeah. I think he, it was an early start, but I don't think he was asleep anyway. <laughs> Might as well go for a run. Eh? Yeah. But yeah. Like it, you know, touch wood, everything's feeling good. So awesome. like what I was just saying there about the little, you know, like you're feeling like, oh, what's that pain? And, and then you're like massaging it with your hand and there's nothing yeah. there. It's all all in your mind. Yeah. Just got to cruise into um, cruise into Sunday now. I've got, I've actually got like a couple of. Um, what are you going to do this week? Are you going to do much this week? I'll tell you. What, what did you do last week? How many K last week was it? Well, I think it was about 70K, maybe Still a little a bit week, over yeah. 70K. Still pretty good. Yeah. But definitely yeah. like dropping down from the hundred and the ninety and yeah. So Tuesday I've got an interval set. Like today's just says easy thirty minute run. I've got intervals on Tuesday, six by two minutes. So that's fairly light. That'll be over kind of quickly. Then another easy thirty minutes. Thursday's thirty minutes with ten minutes at marathon pace, and yep. uh, the first ten and the second ten are easy. Then 20 minutes on Friday, 20 minutes on Saturday, and then the race on Sunday. Do you so, try to um, run those marathon paces at, like without looking at your watch and just feel for it first? Or do you still yeah. have it? Yeah. I th- I, man, I reckon I've got, like, I reckon I could shut my eyes and run and I can pretty much hit four minute Ks. Like, yeah. Well, okay. Reedy was talking about bloody cadence, man. We were talk- I, I was thinking that in my head when I seen you go past us on the jetty out and then you turned the corner and took off. I was like, bloody hell, he's flying. But you just your just your just his, just your motor is just going. I thought that was interesting. He said that about the cadence. And if yeah, you think about so. it, if you if you speed your cadence up, then you probably because you're running like you you do it short in your stride as well. Yeah. So yeah. you're not overreaching. So you you're not going to maybe overstretch your calves, and you're going to land more on the middle of your foot. And if you're not if you're bringing it up, not stretching it too far back, then you're not putting so much stress on the hip flexor. Mm. well so i reckon like if when he said his cadence increased and his pain went away i reckon yeah like, like there's 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 a lot of um physics to that for sure yeah, yeah when he when he said that i was thinking yeah when you up your cadence plus you're wearing those super shoes sort of taking a lot of stress off your body aren't you mm. yeah what are you going to run gold coast in um steve Alf, the new alphas oh, okay i figured you, out the hard them in just stopping them cutting into my foot. It's okay. got a bit of um, either a Band-Aid or toilet paper in the socks, and it just okay. completely stops it from rubbing. Oh, I'll just do a bit that. Of duct tape, a bit of duct tape. Sort what of about you, Nath? What are you wearing? I'm going to the Adidas again. i am just got those things, and if I can, I'm going to pop into Harbour Town like DFO on the way down to the Goldie on um, Friday and uh, see if um, get a new pair. they got them. Get another pair if they got them, but but they won't have. Although they never have those in, do they? They're so hard to come by. Yeah. So, um, but they do those. They do those MetaSpeed Edge and all that in the ASIC shop down there. And I was having a look, and they were like 150 bucks or something. Mm. Worth so, it. 
They're bloody yeah. good shoes. They are. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, yeah. Nike um, had loads of tempos, but not not my size. They were down to but bright pink, but they were ninety bucks. I was like, oh, just couldn't yeah. find my size. But um, yeah, I think I'll go the Adidas. Hey, just quickly before everyone goes, like you're in Striders, Steve, and there's a lot of other people that follow that are in Striders, and then um, there's other clubs around Morton Bay Road Runners, the Bush Turkey guys, and whoever else, but. I was just going to say, like, we got the Gold Coast is like obviously the big event that's coming up, and then you got Sunny Coast in August, and then I think Melbourne Marathon if you want to travel for another one, and Sydney Marathons in there somewhere as well. So for the local stuff, you got and Logan Goldie, Marathon we got September, Goldie, I think. yeah, Goldie, and then Sunny Coast. But for all those other people that uh, the training sort of stops if they if this is the last one or. Sunny Coast is the last one, and then they've got nothing else coming up for the next year when they build again. If you're keen to to do a Sunday run still, well, it doesn't have to be long. Um, that bright and early club there inviting everyone, doesn't matter if you're in a club or not, just to come join. There was 26 people there on the weekend. Um, and then if you haven't got the Sunday long run, but you just want to keep your fitness up, come down and challenge yourself to a, a 5 to 10K. It's all free. Um, and then afterwards, they go for a coffee at the, the local coffee shop there, Bloom's coffee just around the road it's only about 200 meter walk from the finish line there um but just come along it's a, it's a great place to run there's like so many people running on sunday and then just to get out there and um join a group that's going to be doing it every week at the same time they start at 6 30 a.m so just around that sort of sunrise they do a light stretch and then they off you go and you can challenge yourself i think taz he um he did his iron man last week so not the sunday gone the week before at, at Cairns. Um, and he was there yesterday and he ran pretty well. So, you know, there's a bunch of people there that are quite quick as a, as a group up the front that can do 40 minutes easy um, and other people that can do 45, but anywhere in between. And even if you don't want to, you can just come down and walk it, eh? just just to join in and be at the end and go for a coffee with a group of people. It's a social sort of thing. So um, it's not about coming down and getting your shirts off and showing off. It's just showing up and just being with a bunch of great people just to go for a run with on Sunday. So, yeah, if you hey. find yourself in a, in a club or whatever that you've got no training coming up at all and you still want to just keep your fitness up, come down and join 6.30 a.m. Sunday at Decker Park every week. Hey, that Bloom's Cafe, like if you've ever had the big breakfast there, it's enough for two people. It's like they pulled it out. I was like, oh. I had it like last last weekend. Is that it, the little absolutely. the little cafe like? Yeah, on yeah. the, the corner and the bend. Yeah, yeah. You just come yeah. out of the um, yeah, outside. The goes to Decker and it's a little shop on the left, probably about fifty meters north, something like that. Yeah. What well, are actually the big cafe? Are you talking about the big cafe or no? That, the little coffee oh, shop. Oh, I'm talking about the side. cafe down there towards Sangate a bit more. No, just not inside Sandgate. That one's yeah. huge. Bloom's no, Coffee. Bloom's Coffee is just um, oh, okay. yeah, you go yeah. out of the street, you go to Decker, and then you chuck a left instead of going to the Hornybrook Bridge. There, you go left for about fifty meters. It's just just down there on the on the corner. And so yeah, they they obviously all go there. They get some serious um sales straight after <laughs> after there because there's probably like twenty people walked in all at the same time. So maybe we should um organize like a like a podcast run with the bright and early guys yeah and maybe set some like times you know like a get like a 45 pace group anyone yep. wants to try and break 40 we could do that and yeah yeah that, I, think emma, cool. I think emma and taz are pretty keen to jump on and plug their little um and promote their little group so you know 26 people isn't much if you add another 
you know, four people about 30, that's a pretty big group. And then you get 35, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So the more people will make it more enjoyable and, and also open up to different pace groups as well. Cause at the moment you got like sort of like a little bit faster people around that 42, 43, and then there's a 45, 46 and then 50 minutes sort of group. And then, you know, you got other people that are just there and they just want to run 10 K. They're not trying to push themselves too hard, but I wasn't expecting anything really hard anyway after doing a thousand meters elevation the day before, but yeah, it's still still a comfy pace. We just we just run it and it was it's good fun. Eh? Everyone's pretty happy at the end. They they do a local legend and they sort of tell a bit of their background. This week there was a fellow Sam that showed up for his first ten k ever last week and he and he never met the group and then he showed up again this week and, and repeated did another ten k. So pretty cool. They're obviously getting some new people as well. They're on Instagram. Look them up. And they usually put a little shout out saying who's coming and um and then the address is Decker Park at, at um Brighton there. So Brighton early oh. run club. Get there oh, on Adam. Sunday, six thirty AM. Anyway. Well, good luck to everyone um this week uh with your taper and your fueling and yeah. carb loading and everything else and shoe selection. Yeah. Or um I think these guys are going... pretty honed in on what you're wearing. Yeah, we're um. I'll I'll be running with my running belt, and I'll have a stuff stashed in that. I'll have about three gels, two of those energy things, my phone because I'll be having my Libre sensor on my arm from blood sugar. Yeah. Uh, no GoPro this time, so I'm going no GoPro. I'm not going to do any videoing. Um, yeah. uh, I might do a couple of quick things with my phone, but um, basically I just um. Not to put too much pressure on myself, but just going to knuckle down and see if I can just not get sidetracked by other stuff and spend energy on doing shit like that. I'm just going to get on and just do the do the run. Stay um, focused, mate. Yeah, yeah. So good luck to everyone. We're going to the expo on the Friday. Get our numbers and our bibs and everything. So we'll have a, spend a bit of time there and a look around. Yeah. Of course, yeah. I'll probably have to sign a few autographs, stuff like that. <laughs> Are you joking? Hey, Steve, good luck, mate. Reading. See, Might bump into Reedy or something, you know. Yeah, see if you can get on to Reedy and do that shakeout run Saturday. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, that would be yeah. great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. cool. And Matilda's yeah, got luck. the half. So good luck to everyone on doing the half as well on yep. the Saturday. Yeah. Uh, that I think that gets more people than the marathon, does it? Yeah, it's way, way more, I think. There's still uh, entries available, but the marathon's oh, completely sold out. Why oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Geez. Rory Morgan from that Brighton Alley Run Club, he's doing this the half and the full, so he's doing the double. Oh, you get the double, you get the 60. Was it yeah, the 63? Get three, get three, um, 63.3. Three medals, the 21.1, yeah. 42.2, and 63.3. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. So good luck to everyone. Fair play. All right. Cool yeah. podcast, guys. Okay. Yeah, that awesome. was great. Yeah. Catches all later. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
feelings higher than this ship climb up by imagination. I'm contemplating, hesitating, on exploitation my mind. Wish you find in time, I would find that we shine when they won't shine. You can put a time on mine. Show me these purple elephants, a twisted intelligence, extension of tolerance. Dimension of flowers in my mind Stop rewind Now what the fuck did you find? Ain't nothing in here but why Subliminal messages can't breathe Close your eyes Leave all your troubles behind Yes, it's fine Mine, 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 mine. 